Good morning and welcome back, everybody. My name is Darian Phillips. I am joined by your co-host, Simran Sandu, and this is today's episode of the 5-Minute Drill, brought to you by F5 Media. And to kickstart our day this morning, we're going to take a look at a difficult decision that Dell is grappling with right now. The PC maker stock price has remained stagnant since its return to public markets back in 2018. And on top of that, the company is being bogged down by a $48 billion debt load. So with that in mind, Dell is trying to figure out how to handle this dilemma and are now contemplating whether they should drop their shares in the cloud software giant VMware or make a move to buy the remaining shares of the company. The good news is Dell doesn't necessarily have to make a quick decision on this one. So for the time being, we'll put this topic to the side and make sure to keep you in the loop if we hear anything else pop up over the next few months. And Amazon is hoping to have better luck than Dell did with VMware as they set up a $2 billion venture capital fund to invest in tech companies focused on clean energy. The new fund is called the Climate Pledge Fund, and the goal is to help Amazon and other companies reach net zero carbon emissions by 2040. And one company that has experienced a roller coaster of emotional swings over the past few months is Etsy. When the coronavirus began to wreak havoc on the markets back in March, the company's shares fell off a metaphorical cliff. But then, all of a sudden, something unexpected began to happen. Sellers began leveraging their creativity to make the most of the crisis by designing unique face masks. And since then, Etsy's shares have more than tripled in the past three months. The best part is the trend shows no sign of stopping as a survey conducted by RBC Capital markets showed 82% of respondents expect to spend even more on the company's site over the next 12 months. And let's do a quick roundup on the three major U.S. indexes over the course of this year. The Nasdaq is up 13% as tech stocks continue to rally, but the Dow Jones is down 8.3%, and somewhere in the middle, you'll find the S&P 500 at a 3% gain. Now, what makes this so interesting is that this is the Nasdaq's widest advantage over the Dow Jones and S&P 500 in nearly 37 years. And a significant portion of the recent market rebound can be credited to government stimulus programs, which have helped support consumer spending even for lower income Americans. But the unfortunate part is that money will soon run out. And now investors are beginning to show signs of extreme skepticism. And as a result, they are now making some of the biggest bets against the stock market that we've seen in nearly a decade. And in particular, the net short position in E-mini S&P 500 futures is ballooning at a rapid rate, listeners, so much so that we are quickly approaching a level that was last seen back in 2011. And if we switch gears over to the healthcare side, it was a big win for the Trump administration yesterday after a judge ruled in favor of President Trump's price disclosure requirement in which hospitals must share the secret rates they negotiate with insurance companies. With that in mind, the American Hospital Association does plan to appeal the ruling. And the tech industry also had a few choice words for President Trump and his decision to ban immigrants from returning to the U.S. amidst the coronavirus. Top executives from across the valley, including Tim Cook and Elon Musk, claim the executive order significantly damaged the U.S. tech industry's competitiveness and threatens domestic job creation. And the complaints come with no surprise, considering these companies rely on foreign workers to fill software development and engineering positions, especially since these specialized skills aren't always readily available in the U.S. Well, it'll be something else Google will need to figure out, especially since the DOJ and state attorney generals are discussing next steps regarding a potential antitrust case against the company over their dominant advertising business, according to the Wall Street Journal. 
And another quick legal update for you listeners. Johnson & Johnson caught somewhat of a break yesterday after a Missouri appeals court elected to cut the company's total damages from its recent talcum powder case by nearly half. So now the company will owe roughly $2.1 billion instead of $4.7 billion, which is what they were previously supposed to pay. And it turns out that if your company just happens to magically lose billions of dollars out of nowhere, there's probably a good chance your CEO is getting arrested. After Wirecard revealed a $2 billion gap in its books, former CEO Marcus Brown was arrested on suspicion of presenting false information, which brings us to our lesson for the day. Stay away from fraudulent behavior because, folks, it never ends well. But anyways, have a great Wednesday, and we look forward to catching you bright and early Thursday morning as we continue our journey to redefine how you experience news.